we all right couple things a never talk politics again on why air. <laughs> i get so much heat from much like heat? close I, friends and family yeah but that's because you're like super republican no no, no 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 <laughs> i'm not no, I know you're not, but like I got nothing. Yeah. Like, well, of course, no one likes me, so no one really talks to me. But <laughs> I got nothing, man. No one was like, "Hey, don't ever talk politics." But I surround myself with an echo chamber of people that are like, "You yeah. are so spot on." Yeah, be like everything you talked about in that episode. Uh, no, a lot of people said that they were kind of cringing at it, but we never went over the line. You know uh, what it was? We didn't go over the line, but we got very close to it. And close. especially, it wasn't even like politics so much as like gender politics. Yeah. And I think that's where it got a little. Right. So, uh, that was, that was one note to self. Uh, another thing is we have failed miserably on our promise to our consumers. One, we didn't, we didn't put an episode out oh, last week. Right. And that's my fault. I take full credit. I was like, you were sick, Ill. but we were also planning on, uh, trying to, uh, record an episode when we were skiing. Yeah. But we didn't get to do it. Not while we were skiing, but right after. Yeah. Cause that would have been fair. But I was hard. also going to say we're failing, our our uh, listeners here we're <laughs> i think we said we were going to tell them every episode what we've been drinking uh i think uh, we committed to that when we talked to my brother charlie because uh, he was like yeah talk about the whiskey or bourbon or scotch whatever you're drinking every episode because it's cool like that's that's right. part of your episode oh, we, and that's in your, that's been, in your well we uh, started like repeating a little bit too which yeah so today we're back to stranahan's uh which honestly i the reason i picked it i was like you know what i'm in a pinch yeah you were like, hey, what do you want to drink? You don't I, want I just kind of grabbed the bottle without even thinking. And it was more like, I know this is good. I know it's a good standby. It's a cold winter night. We have snow on the ground. Is, yeah. Let's have some straight hands. Um, but also, I'm I'm double fisting because I also have a Shit, it's so good. glass of Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know you're from Westport one. Mm. Uh, yeah. So a glass of Bordeaux in my Stranahan's. Well, I opened this bottle at like four in the afternoon because we've had the snow day. I got on board at about one o'clock. Yeah. I've been dealing with a kid watching Disney movies all afternoon. <laughs> I was like, God damn, I need to, I need to crack this open. It's time. An it's hour time. early. Uh, dude, this is two hours early. Four o'clock. Four? No. Typical five o'clock. Come on. Five o'clock is your first I, drink. I don't know what circles you're running in. There's never a time where I'm My home. father-in-law is like five o'clock will roll around. He doesn't wear a watch. He doesn't yeah. look at his cell phone, doesn't have a clock or anything. Five o'clock rolls around and his ears will perk up like whatever we're doing. Just be like, so anybody need a drink? Just That's like awesome. on the nose. He's I just like your father in law a lot. I can Yeah. No, I, he he will never let a glass go dry or a hand be empty. So if God forbid you are a pregnant woman and you haven't broken the news to him yet and you show up there, like oh, that's really? like the best way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Good to know. Great, well, actually, great our our Gracie's sister in law, my brother in law's wife. Uh, was over for Christmas a year ago, and we all were we were guessing. Gracie and I were saying, you know, when they come over tonight, I bet you know your dad's gonna ask if anybody wants a drink. They just got off the road from a long trip. Yeah. And if your sister-in-law says, actually, I'm not drinking, boom, we're gonna know she's pregnant. And, and she sure was. enough, the first thing he said when they walked through the door, you want a drink? And she said, ah, uh, actually, I'm not drinking. That's done. Amazing. We have uh, a friend like that who we knew we knew if we offered her a drink, oh, yeah. <laughs> then and if she said no, instantly we'd know she was pregnant. She played she that is, very well though because yes. we had like pa- we were we were we were down in South Carolina. We had packed a bunch of um, alcohol to go to a pool. Yeah, yeah. And 
and I remember like there were that 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 time where you know a year had passed since they got married or two years since they got married, mm-hmm. and you start kind of questioning, right? Like, oh, when when is when trying is to figure, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think in our, the back of everyone's minds, we're like, is Sarah pregnant? And uh, she, I think, made the drinks for us. So. Probably, there was something yeah. that clued me. I was like, oh, maybe Sarah's not pregnant. But as soon as we got to the pool, she's like, so just so you guys know, I'm not drinking yeah. here. And we we're like, what? Because oh. <laughs> if Sarah's not drinking, either the world is ending yeah. or she's pregnant. Yep. Um, and it turns out she was pregnant. So. And the world is ending. It's always one, <laughs> one day at a time, my friend. Sorry, Bill. Your world is over. <laughs> I will say, and I know Bill listens to our podcast. He's probably the only person listening yeah. to our podcast. Um, I Before Bill and Sarah had a kid, I... And this is not really negative on Bill, but he was just a very like not selfish guy, but he was just very into what his own thing was. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This is gonna come out really bad, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, he like he didn't like his status quo to be upset, right? Uh-huh. Like he just wanted to do what he did, and you know, if he got in his way, like that was your problem, and he would just keep going on. So, uh, just knowing how like I reacted to childhood, it like totally upended my life. Yeah, and I didn't know how Bill was gonna take that. <sighs> It, well, and I, and just my, my reaction to that is that he's actually a phenomenal father, totally digging it. Like it sounds like he loves it. Uh, and certainly yeah. when when Sarah was telling us about her being pregnant, Bill was like totally stoked about it. You could yeah. tell he was actually like into it and, yes. and was very much excited about what was going to happen. Yes. Uh, and even to this day, you know, talking to him, he still has figured out how to hand it, handle handle manage manage his uh, handage handage his. Um, his baby life and responsibilities with his exercise responsibilities and work responsibilities. <laughs> right. He seems to have figured out a, a schedule with it. So. Which is actually really impressive because I, I haven't figured that out. Like my exercise went by my yeah, like, I can I can only envy that when we have kids. So. <laughs> yeah. I run a long run on Sundays and that's it. I was looking I was looking at your rowing pictures here on the wall. I was like, Oh shit, Adam was skinny. Like he was <laughs> he was fit when he was rowing five yeah. mornings a week. Um so actually to get on that point real quick you had mentioned something about like get huge or yeah. be huge or something uh, on Strava. On Strava, I am thinking I need to do that, dude. I'm thinking like <laughs> you don't want to do this. It is so fucking bad. Well, not maybe not maybe not to that extent, but I'm actually thinking of like it, it's just so hard for me because I'm kind of like you know I take the take my daughter yeah. to preschool, yeah. I take her home, I kind of do the whole dinner thing. It's really hard for me to like. When get, when do you try and when do you try and do your exercise? I can only do it on the weekends. Okay. So, but I'm saying like she goes to bed at 7:30, so I've got some time after that before Lindsay comes home that I could like get a quick workout or something. Yeah. So if I had like dumbbells or some sort of like setup, um, which is actually why I was looking into like Peloton because I know it's not weights, but yeah. I was like, you know what? If I could just like do a half an hour class. Yeah, you could maximize an effort on that thing. Yeah. Uh, this no, the get get huge, uh, program. No, I do not want to get huge. Don't, yeah. I, I want to be like I don't trim. And like, you know, like a so, rower's body that I used to yeah. have. And that what I do like about this lifting program, a, a friend sent it to me and the guys, the guys who came up with it, it's all about like thunder bro, get <laughs> absolutely yoked out of your mind. Like the yeah, guys are flexing that. in the picture and there's lightning bolts in the background. I like that. Uh, so it's, it's definitely that sort of gym, gym mentality. But right, the, which I hate by the way. Exactly. And, and so like, we're not, I'm not trying to approach it like that. I'm doing it with a few other a few other guys down at the so boat. You're actually house. doing it. Yeah, we're actually doing it. Uh, so yeah, right now you seen, don't look yoked. No, I don't. Um, 
for, I, for better or worse. My body is absolutely destroyed, though. Like, my left arm, I am struggling to straighten it from doing exercises on Friday. Wow. And it's, what Tuesday. is it? It's Tuesday today. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, so, and I, that's probably because I, like, blew out a tendon or something. Um, so it's not good, <laughs> yeah. but it... What the, does your rowing coach think about this? <laughs> he's intrigued by it, but he did Stan? say... Uh, who's that? Dan. Dan. Yeah. Uh, he did say, no, you guys can absolutely do it. But like, if you're actually looking to bulk up and put on the muscle mass that these guys are talking about, you're, you're going to gain a lot of that in the first few weeks, but anything after that, the rest and recovery that you need between the the lifts and the amount of calories that we have to take in just to replenish, you know, what you burn during the lift, there's, there's that aspect, but then what your body is burning post lift as it's, as it's rebuilding all these torn muscles, like bill would understand this when he was doing his olympic weightlifting you have to eat like a pack of oreos a day just to consume enough calories like it doesn't even matter right where the calories are coming from at that point a pint of ice cream just right eat food which by the way i used to do in uh, in college after my rowing i yeah. would come home and eat a pint yeah. of ice cream i used to do it when like girlfriends would upset me but <laughs> well yeah that too sorry but i was just trying to, <laughs> i was trying to bulk you were obviously trying to like you know hide your but you were skinny as hell in college you could I, well you i had was no problem well my freshman year i mean i was 125 pounds yeah you needed the bulk this so when i got to school i was 125 years or 25 pounds when i got home for thanksgiving i was 160 shit so the freshman 15 was like the freshman Dude, it went 35 the yeah but again i was like i knew i needed to bulk up i knew i needed to like yeah. have yeah. high calories and i was drinking like i'd get home or i'd get to the after we you know we practice in the morning i'd get to the uh, dining hall and i would have a mountain dew <laughs> no that's that's ter- those are terrible calories <laughs> no shit <laughs> and i actually i remember that like the the athletic department had a nutritionist on staff and like they were like yeah you're the wrong team no one cares oh really like, please fucking tell me what to eat like i just need someone to say like this is what you need yeah. to eat to, to gain weight i will say if had i known better uh in college and then especially right out of college about nutrition and yeah. better eating I firmly believe that I wouldn't be able to extend my rowing career longer and would have been a hell of a lot better in college. I was eating bagels left and right, pasta, chocolate milk, cereal. And compared to what I eat today in like actual functional food and and healthy meals, I would be a far better athlete back then than you know yeah. what I was. I was I was still good for we know, my we level. Know Jesus, we know. <laughs> but tell us more I, about just how like, great you were. I wish that you know a, a school would take it more seriously. The the um, uh, the trainers uh, department or whatever health uh, physical department at mm-hmm. uh, at Trinity uh, called us in for physicals every I guess fall season or whatever. Yeah. And anytime you stood on one of those scales with like the little electrical impulse to measure your body fat percentage, yeah, BMI, yeah. If you were under 6% or something, which is basically like if you didn't drink enough water, you know, you were, or if you drank too much water, sorry, then your, your body fat percentage would come up low. Right. They would, they would invite you into the health counselor's office and ask rowers who are like six foot five and 180 pounds. Yeah. Like, do you have a problem with eating? Do you have like a mental? Yeah. So one of my, one of my friends, one of them that, you know, uh, Ryan, he was, uh, for a bunch of years, was six five or six four, uh, and one hundred and seventy pounds, one hundred seventy five pounds. Holy shit! So, like, but he didn't look skinny. He didn't look emaciated. Nothing wrong no, with him whatsoever. Yeah. But because his body fat percentage was registered too low, 
on this scale that that Trinity determined was unhealthy. Right, he got he had to go in and and talk about his mental, you know, capacity and relationship <sighs> with food and whether he you know pukes after meals or oh whether he just like kind of pushes food away and isn't isn't interested in eating and. He was like, no, I, I go to Mathers, I go to the dining hall, yeah. and I have like six servings of frozen yogurt after six cups of chocolate milk and four bowls of pasta, right. yeah. and then Captain Crunch for my appetizer. Totally. And they're like, and then do you go home and do you do you throw that up? Is He's that like, bridge? no, no, <laughs> I just use that as energy. Like, yeah, I mean that's even like like I would eat. I remember like coming home from the boathouse every morning. I would eat a power bar before I had breakfast. Yeah, like it was just like I needed to like replenish it. And I mean, I, yeah. If I probably went back and looked at the amount of calories I took in every day, it was definitely north of like 4,000. Yeah. And that's, that's where I am today. I think my metabolism shifted like a few oh, years ago. Yeah. Welcome to old age. No, no, no. But it went the opposite way. I used to have a slow metabolism. Yeah. This was, this is the weird oh, part. Oh, fat Nate. Fat Nate. Fat Nate. You gotta remember. Right. I forget about like, fat Nate. Like there was seventh grade to ninth and 10th grade. Never forget. Where that was your 9-11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the pants that I wore back then wouldn't fit me today. I would uh, hope so. I've yeah. seen pictures of you. So uh, I don't think the pants you wore back then would fit the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. The Michelin tire man. <laughs> oh my god. The yeah. uh, so the, something happened to my metabolism metabolism in the last couple of years that I'm eating six or seven times a day, and wow. I'm like I'm constantly hungry, but. It's not. I guess it's if you eat the right things, it's yes. it's better. I could definitely eat the wrong things, and I'd and I'd certainly see the results of that. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm like I feel like I'm constantly eating and having four or five thousand calories a day. That's wild. And I don't work out every day. I don't work out at all. <laughs> I work out on the weekends. So yeah. All right. Back to that. We got to figure out then what you could do on a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, but I, and that's fine. Uh, like I go to the gym. I work out a little bit. I definitely always go for at least a half an hour run. Um, I'm trying to kick it up a little bit. Like I noticed that like I've gotten very complacent and like, Hey, I'm running an eight minute mile and now I'm trying to like kick it up. So when we were doing the, uh, the Fairfield half marathon again, there are a couple other races that we definitely should do. By the uh, way, I do want to do that tough mutter if we're not in South Carolina. Oh, is it the same date? I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, you sent it over and I was like, Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. I didn't but, even pay attention to that. Yeah. So, all right, we'll look at that. Um, so it'd be fun to do Tough Mudder. That, you know, yeah, you can train a little bit for it because you definitely, it's, uh, actually that one's in a field. It's not in a mountain or anything. On oh, a really? Oh, that's um, too bad. I think it is. It Maybe it's a hill. It's I Pennsylvania. I Tough Mudder and uh, Spartan mixed up. Spartan race is a little bit more badass, I think. So why are we doing Spartan? Uh, Spartan is more physical. Tough Mudder, I think, is slightly me more mental. Which one is going to require me to get into that ice bath? Uh, I think both i don't know oh that's the only thing i don't want to do tough like, mutter wait what do you mean an ice bath like so an actual a, bath they get they basically get like a a, a a container like a shipping container and fill it with ice water and you have to like get in it and swim underneath like a platform and they come out oh. the other side i don't know if that's tough but i don't know if they still do it but i think it depends on the the course like where they host yeah. it but i have heard of not a shipping container, but I think there was one course where they had like a, a big, you know, sewer drainage pipe that you had to go under and it was cold water. Yeah. And then you had to, you know, basically go under it, pass through a, a, a gate or something and come back up on the other yeah, side. And I think that's what this is. Okay. And that to I, me sucks. I know the Tough Mudder, uh, the, the second to last uh, obstacle is a water obstacle. Okay. And the last obstacle is an electric 
like electric current field. So you're soaking wet <laughs> and then have yeah, to wait, run through that's just bad an electric <laughs> current. Yeah, it, no, I'm still on board. Like that would be really fun. Because it would be. For we me, had a couple friends who were pansies totally. who were like, I'm sorry, you want me to spend $150 to go tear my knee or like blow out my, totally. my meniscus again? Come on. It's a tough mutter. Like, you can't right. just go out and have fun. Who gives I mean, a shit? Yeah, drink beers at the end and have a good time. Yeah, and and that drink for, beers during it. Like to, when you said, like, how are we going to get you to like work out more? And it's kind of having that goal in mind. Like every year in June, you need I, something. I know I have the like the Fairfield half marathon, so I know that I've got to cut weight. I know I've got to. But like, that gets repetitive, doesn't it? Like, oh, you totally. Need something else. Totally. But I need to know that like I'm working towards something. Like even with rowing, yeah. I was like, well, I've got the head of the Charles coming up, so I've got to get in shape for that. <clears throat> yeah. And then like the one year that we didn't have head of the Charles, I was like, yeah. I'm You're good. Lost. I'm done. Right. So, um, yeah, I need, I need, I need the end game. I got to the point where training for the head of the Charles 364 days out. So like hmm. on October 23rd, I, I was like, this is, this is so terrible. I'm so burned out. There's no way I can look at this race yeah. in 364 days from now. I just don't want to think about it, which is where this lifting program came in. So we oh, actually, oh, no shit. Okay. a friend, uh, one of our, one of our teammates, uh, said, let's do a 2k test on an erg. So yep. for rowers, for rowers, you know what that means. And you're like, why the hell would you do that in your thirties? If you're not training oh. for the national team or if you're not doing anything else like that's that stupid, is, like just hearing that. Yeah. Brings me dread. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. It's like uh, this this interval training or like difference of training outside of the Charles has been just because we all we all hit a mental wall. I think all of us totally. uh, at, at the boathouse. And so a, a buddy said, "Let's train for this 2K at the end of January." Sweet. So that was the first sort of the first segment of training, which sucks. Like, yeah. why would we want to push? You know, I'm 31. This guy was 43. There two like mid 20 guys and another mid 30s guy uh did no was... he did not do it really no so he's shifted to triathlon training so this this is a guy we're talking about he's uh he's been like a diehard rower uh through actually since i've been in, since in high school so for the last 14 years yeah and he too hit this this mental block uh she's so just doing triathlons now for this year is he still rowing no not this well he might he might do the charles at the end of the year We'll see. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, but who well, knows? that's cool. He's, he's I know he had said that he wanted to run the half marathon in Fairfield with us. So. Yes. Okay. I get it, it would be cool to do triathlons. Uh, Absolutely. I am going to do two this year. Okay. If Full triathlons. Uh, one, one you can uh, is a either an Olympic distance yep. or a sprint distance, uh, and it's up in it's like middle of Connecticut, uh, and then the other one is in Norwalk and it's a sprint distance. Um, out in the water, like yeah. So you swim crap, uh, crap, <laughs> crap pasture, crap pasture, which actually is not. Yeah, far that's from the actually truth. a pretty good nickname. Uh, calf pasture beach, uh, yeah. and then uh, I don't even know. It's like a twelve mile bike ride. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say um, that's fine. And a three mile run. Oh, that's not so, even a triathlon. That's like no, no, no. It's a sprint. Yeah. Uh, an Olympic triathlon is a, uh, I believe, a mile swim. Um, probably. maybe, yeah, probably a mile swim, uh, a 26 mile bike ride or 22 mile bike ride and a 10 K run 6.2 miles. That would be fun. I would love to do that. You want to do one? Yeah. June 15th. It's I'm so busy that weekend. Uh, it's that's tough. two weeks after the Fairfield half marathon. Okay. So the running part might suck. <laughs> well, would it though? I will say that I ran a half marathon uh 
on like Stranahan's is so fucking good. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna drink so much. <laughs> That's fine. Drink it all. Um I gotta get more of it. Uh I had run a half marathon in May in uh, Plymouth called the Mayflower Brewing Brewing Company run. And then yeah. two weeks later ran the Fairfield half <sighs> and ran like the best half marathon I'd ever run. I will say, after running the Fairfield half I've only done it two years, and those are the only two half marathons I've ever done. My fitness after that marathon is through the roof. My low cardio fitness, yeah, like absolutely, I, trained by heart rate. Yep, it is unbelievable how much better it is on the erg yep. or on a on a bike or something after the half marathon. From I don't know, I run it in an hour fifty five, like <clears throat> nothing crazy, but at an hour and fifty five minutes at one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty heartbeat, yeah, per minute. That's like just shitload of of exercise and yeah. calories and fitness totally and so. i've gotten to the end of some of those and and I, I ran the sono half in october and i definitely didn't feel this way but like there have been some where i'm like i could keep going yeah some of them i'm like yeah the, the one we did before the the year before was like super hot and, it, and like yeah that was I, they were they still had the race in july right it wasn't it was at like the end of june okay and just like those two or three week differences were so dramatic in terms of like the humidity yeah that. around here the humidity in at end of june july <clears throat> excuse me august yeah. is brutal like it can be 90 percent, and the race started at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning yeah. they, they just didn't plan it they planned it more i think for spectators and for organizing yes the race than for the actual racers totally and to your point they moved it in the beginning of june so much better and it's i think we started at 7 a.m probably maybe I, yeah, 8 a.m it was like amazing. Yeah, last year's temperature was so much better. I think I wore a long sleeve actually. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you did actually. Uh, compared to two years ago, there was a there was a picture of me and I'm like glistening. And of course, you my were. wife asked me. She goes, "Did you pour water on yourself during that race? Like that is pure sweat." And like Ugh. it looked like I w- I jumped out of the water. It was oh disgusting. So gross. It was so bad. Uh, now the problem is this whole this whole lifting regimen that yeah. we're on now is not going to do me any favors running or biking for that matter because having any upper body mass yeah, for biking or running is a complete waste. Yeah. So, but it's still fun. It's just completely different. Uh Good. like I've never I've never truly lifted ever. Wait. Like wait. I've done lifting exercises yeah. for for rowing and with friends. Uh but I've never actually like picked a plan and stuck to it. So this whole plan is 8 uh, eight exercises, mm-hmm. eight sets of eight reps for each exercise, wow. and you have to have thirty seconds rest between each uh, each set. So, are you getting a little bit of cardio in there too? Just with the yeah, mindset? yeah, definitely some of them. So, like if they're if they're step ups or if they're pull ups yeah. or some full body movements, there's some clean and jerks in there. That is definitely I've got the jerks down. Not the clean. <clears throat> you got the jerk down, uh, or you got a clean jerk. <laughs> um. I don't. It's very dirty. It's very dirty. <laughs> the pantomime was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need that. Um, the yeah, your heart rate can get up, so you do. Yeah, you do get a little bit of a, a calorie burn in in that regard. Okay. Um, but I like what, it, I, what I like about it is it, it doesn't like it's not a whole bunch of those full body movements where your heart rate is cranked. Yeah. And you're not getting any rest. Like they do a good job of putting maybe two or three really full body movements in the exercise oh, okay. or in the in the, the that day's program yeah. and then the rest are sort of isolating. And how many times a week do you do this? <laughs> Tech, they they say you're supposed to lift 3 3 days a week. Holy shit. Uh with 48 hours off in between lifts. But the way that our schedule works, we basically 
we try and stick to a lifting schedule of Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. Um, so we, we thought we were going to try and add lifts in on Sunday. Right. But we, oh, wow. we have, Jesus. we have all been so destroyed on Sunday from Friday's lift that you can't even, I mean, yeah. we could, but we're not going to get anything from it. It's so right. like, I'm telling you my, my left arm and my left inner elbow mm-hmm. <clears throat> still kills me from doing pull-ups and preacher curls on oh, Friday. Fuck. That was five days ago, four days ago, whatever it was. Yeah, that's enough that it's. I mean, I definitely pulled, probably pulled something, or I didn't, I didn't stretch enough. But but, do you see results? uh, Yes, I have gone up in weight and a couple exercises, and physically, I have seen a slight difference. Okay. Um, I gotta be honest. Some shirts are getting tighter than than I thought they would be. Oh my god. Yeah, really lame, and it's only been two. uh, What have we done? Six lifts. Five. five No shit. Wow. So you are getting huge. Uh, yeah, but I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get huge, like right. huge. Yeah. Um I, I just I I just want to get fitter and stronger. And are you like noticeably taking in more calories? Uh sort of. I do notice that at the end of a lifting day. So today, uh at like 4:30, I was starving. So I had oh, a snack and I yeah. had it was probably 600 calories. Uh, the snack that I had, and then at six o'clock, an hour and a half later, after eating that that meal, that snack, I yeah. was starving again. Wow! I was like, dude, oh, I need to have dinner. I need to have something. So yeah, cool. I don't know. It's I be, I become fascinated with with nutrition and and some aspects of that that fitness. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm trying to decide how much of it do I want to you know consume my my time and my mind it can can run away from you man dude it can take you over uh especially how miserably i failed at whole 30 which does not work with this kind of (laughs) exercise and shit but uh you know just just being semi-responsible with with uh what i'm consuming because if i'm paying attention to the types of exercise exercise that i'm doing yeah you know might as well pay attention to what i'm i'm actually eating absolutely but i have found that and i think i don't know if we talked about this before i have found when i do pay attention to my my exercise and and what i'm eating it translates so directly into the efforts that i put into work and my personal life no shit it i it's it boggles that's, my that's mind amazing. every time that's like great. how direct the correlation is so i just i know if i can stick to that then it helps in all other aspects of my life. Wow. Um, wow. Which reminds me. Uh-oh. Fuck. We, we gave up social media in January. Yes. I, I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. I can't tell you how fucking happy I am being off Instagram. Uh, I will say that I have like my Instagram usage now that I'm back on quote unquote social media is it's like. Way down. Like I just don't care. Yeah. Even with like Facebook. I, I mean, I've definitely like gone on it, but it used to be religious where like you wake up in the morning, I'd read the news, check then I'd check Instagram yeah. or, or Facebook or whatever. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't care. And like, I'm not like liking things like, yeah, just like, I, like aimlessly scrolling and double tapping. Yeah, And it's, it's like, I don't have, I don't feel like a piece of me is missing. Is that yeah. weird? No, not at all. And it, but it's not that I'm not like I'm not I'm still using it, but not to the degree that I was using it before. And I actually don't think that I was like a very heavy user compared yeah. to like what I've seen with like my coworkers and things like that. So it's it's amazing to like kind of take that step back and be like, this is not providing me anything really. Right. Like I love seeing pictures of my friends and love to see what they're doing, but like I don't eh. really care. And I yeah. don't care if people like my shit anymore. I actually went private. 
I went, I took my, I, I did make mine private. I yeah. made mine private. I, I hadn't been private. I was like, you know what? Like now I get all these alerts. Like this person's requesting a follow you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not opening the app to accept that. Even. Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, actually I still have not even opened my own personal Instagram. Like I've, I've gone through the business. I haven't even, I haven't even scrolled through the business one. Like right. I just see if an alert comes in yeah. for, for any of the business accounts. I'll open that up and okay. look oh, yeah, at yeah. what that is. Yeah. But I, I haven't even like done the flick of the thumb to scroll through that feed. It's awesome. And it's good. I'm, yeah, but I got to figure out how I can how I can still manage that with work stuff because I really don't I really don't want to do it. I really want to be <sighs> off of it as much as possible. But work is different because it's not self serving. I mean, no, it, it indirectly. You're, yes, you're right, but you still have to interact with it the same way and even more so because you have yes. to be following people. You have to be interacting with their stuff you have to be commenting on their stuff and it's like it's almost more self-degrading and yeah and it's just like I, <laughs> the same way that the the exercise gives me such a positive benefit in in aspects of my life outside of yeah. of the fitness being off of instagram i had to explain this to my wife has actually made me feel so much more present in my my own life totally. and my home life with my wife. I totally agree. And she was like, why aren't you on Instagram? Like, why? I tagged you in something. Can you just look at it? I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near it. I feel yeah. so much more in touch with you and just like anchored in my home right. with you that I don't want any of that shit. It's, and I'm, it's it's so weird. I, I can't explain it. Honestly, it's like, this is this is probably like an overused metaphor. It's It's a drug. And you get it. It is. No, no, it's not even step back from it. You're like, what was I getting out of this? Yeah. And kind of having that, like that, that 2020 vision of being like, oh wait, that was just like, so like self, like indulgent. Like I don't need to do this anymore and get, I get nothing out of it. It's so bizarre to explain. And I'm so glad that we made just a dumb bet and commitment to, to well, go some off of us of paid that off, but uh, I'm waiting for that uh, trip down to the beach, man. When I know. I tell you, you're right. I, I guess I I'm the one who owned up to it. So uh, I don't know. It's freezing. Are you saying I didn't own up to? I did not. No, no. I'm not saying you oh, didn't okay. own up to it. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm the one who who determined that I probably slipped enough that I should be swimming. So let's talk about this. You're going to the beach. At some be- which beach do you want to go to? I'll let you pick. Where does it have to be in Connecticut? It has to be yeah, in Connecticut. It has to be in Connecticut. Yeah. It has to say, be Long wait, Island. You... you know what? It has to be in Long Island Sound. Gross. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna do it close to home. We'll do we'll do Norwalk or Westport. Um, and it has to be soon because it's getting warmer. Out. Yeah. Uh, and I think you need to. I think you need to go up to your shoulders. <laughs> what were All you? All right, thinking? so we'll do we'll do high tide. No, you're no, you're actually you're absolutely right. Actually, I should dunk my head. No, like, dude, that's. Like, Why not? Then you didn't actually go in the water. No, you were in the water. I feel you bad. have to dive dude, in. If it were the middle of summer, I'd be like, dude, you don't want to put your head under. You have to dive in. You're gonna dive in. What, polar plunge is full body. There are some pansies Jesus that go Christ. out there with caps on. Not doing that, dude. I'll do it. In <sighs> fact, uh, I don't own a speedo. I was gonna say I'll do it Ew. in a speedo. This is not a video <laughs> podcast. No one needs to see this. Uh, I, wow. So you think? Oh. Jesus, man, I feel bad. I feel like I'm gonna be hosting this by myself for a while. <laughs> Why? Because I'll be frozen. Oh, you'll be frozen or dead. <laughs> uh, I'll be dead from whatever's in Long Island Sound, not from the the cold, not so from the temperature. So high tide. Yeah, because low tide, man, you gotta walk out far. That's true. 
Uh, oh, I don't. Oh, I think I. I don't know. Combo Beach is disgusting, just as much as Calf Pasture. Dude, they're all disgusting. Um, there you don't get you don't get nice beaches until you get to Rhode Island. True. And I will one hundred percent. Well, right, we'll do it at Combo Beach. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm checking the Long Island uh, sound. What about this weekend? I'm free. Okay, good. I'm free too. And I think it's I think it's in the 30s, oh, which is actually warm. You know I will be recording this. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We should we should start a YouTube channel. <laughs> what? Uh, so right now there's the, I'm getting a few different readings. Central Long Island Sound water temp right now is 32 degrees. Yeah, I honestly the river has been freezing. <laughs> yeah, nonstop. You you might be pulling like 40. Okay. You might be okay with 40, which is still very that's fucking cold. cold. That's cold for water. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Port Jeff. I mean, that's probably... No, that's across the way. Yeah, but... All right, minus... They 10. don't have, like, Bridgeport? Port Jeff is 39. Oh, that's current weather. That's, that's, mm. All right, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. But anyway... I'm looking at water temperature. Um, you're going to freeze your ass off. And I'm sorry about that. All right. So we'll do it this weekend. If you're bored, YouTube channel. Uh, you'll <laughs> yeah. be able to see our first video. And then Adam will post it on social media because I'm not. That's <laughs> oh, right. That's on me. So what's our next bet? I know I, I floated something by you. You floated one and we'll pass on that. Uh, do you want to do a fitness one? The problem with the fitness one is that I just don't have the time. The time commitment. Okay. Uh, and I, I trust me, I would love to. Yeah. Like I would even love to like like see who can get their BMI down a percentage. You know, or <laughs> BMI is a is a messed up measurement though. Like yeah. I'm technically obese according to the BMI measurements. I, you, I mean, looking at you, you look yeah, obese. Yeah. If you see me, you'd be like, Jesus, how does he fit through a door? Right. Like, but all right. So that's the only weird one. I would say body fat percentage. Okay. All like right. That, that's one that we could, we could go for and we could, we could, we could do it off percentage. Right. No, it would have, it would have to be right. Cause you have to, you have yeah. to have the starting point and you have to end the yeah, end point. That's true. It can't be like, it can't be the same number. Cause we would have somebody would have to lose drastically more, right? Uh, so we could do that off percentage, and that doesn't necessarily skew in my favor. For like, say, hey, let's see who can get the fastest two k time. Like that's I'm already rowing, right. so like that's not right. fair, right? Uh, and by the way, I'm not doing a two k. No, no. <laughs> I'll I'll swim in Long Island. Say. <laughs> Um, but I think we should do this for March. Clearly, yeah, we're, we're not we're halfway we're through, do it through February. February. Uh, if there are any listeners that have any suggestions, we would love that too. Yeah. Um, Didn't someone send us a challenge? No. Yeah. What was the challenge? I, it was probably a bullshit one. It was a bill. Uh, <laughs> probably. Damn bill. Um, but yeah, seriously, if anybody wants to suggest a challenge, because a couple of the other ones that I was thinking about kind of ripping off some other people was like trying to do yoga for a number of times uh over the course of a month um which is cool i had written some other i think i'd taken some notes on some other ideas the one i had come up with that we're not doing is that uh we couldn't have sex and or masturbate for the month of february and (laughs) our uh our wives poo-pooed that uh we poo-pooed it (laughs) yeah it just wasn't gonna happen adam's like hey i got this great idea that we're not gonna do I don't even know if I said great. I think I was like, this is a stupid idea. It's, it's stupid. We're not going to do it. Um, I I, I still feel like, I mean, that's a challenge. Yeah. And I would love to see if I can pull it off. Okay. We'll think no about it. No pun intended. Um, because, it, like, but the problem with it is that it doesn't just involve you and me. 
it's you know we've got other yeah. people involved and yeah that's not gonna work we'll think about it <laughs> it's definitely uh, oh i'm trying to think but there's got to be other other good challenges i mean uh, we can give up alcohol yeah i was thinking that we could give up alcohol but that kills the whole buzz of this podcast uh, uh, I'm gonna have some more straight hands. Yeah, dude, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry, this, uh, this is just yeah. But then when we be sitting here like cracking cans of seltzer, be like, "Well, I'm having um Schweppes pineapple uh coconut." Yes, please. Uh, um, <laughs> so I, I'm not sure we want to go the no alcohol route. Yeah. Dude, the strand. I'm sorry. I got. I know that we're not sponsored by strand hands, but like, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, it's so good. It's this sherry so cask single malt. Like, I took the first sip, and I thought I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna milk this drink through this podcast. I took the first sip. I was like, holy shit! Like, I, I need, I'm gonna drink a whole, you know, top of the glass. It's amazing. amount of of this stuff. It's so good. I, like, I need to buy another bottle of this. I'm I'm gonna put our name on there on their bottling thing. No, I don't want to work for this. I just want to go out yeah, and but, buy it. Yeah, but sure, we can go out and buy it, but like screw it, it's an excuse to go out to to Denver and Okay, that I'm fine with, but it has to be tied into skiing and true. Yeah, if we you're right, if we're lucky, they ask us out there in the winter. Uh that would be amazing. Like you can't you can't actually awesome. dedicate or you can't you can't indicate which uh no. time you're on. You just you put your you put your name on a list and when they call you, they call you. I mean, flights to Denver are cheap. Yeah. But so, sometimes. Where are we going to stay? Uh, I don't know. My sister's apartment. My my aunt my aunt and uncle's. Or we just oh, okay. can rent them. We can <laughs> get right. a hotel. I, I guess I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. way too into this. Yeah. Uh, so it's this, like any other random city you go to, you get a hotel room. <laughs> so this is uh, slightly off topic, but Nate and I had gone skiing last weekend, and we were talking about... Um, just, I mean, if anyone that's a skier knows that prices for skiing have gone astronomically high. But have they? I mean, I, I, I feel like they've they've expanded higher than the uh, the rate of inflation. Yeah, I, I remember going skiing a bunch of years ago and having to pay eighty five dollars for a ticket and being like, "Whoa!" Dude, I remember like sixty five to like two thousand. Yeah. yeah. No, no, six six and two thousand was it really sixty five? Maybe it was like ninety eight. Something like that. I remember like going to Killington and paying sixty five and being like, "Holy shit!" Oh shit! Okay, I was thinking it would be slightly cheap. Well, actually, yeah, I guess it was like a. It was probably a level price for a while, and then all of a sudden has just gone through the roof. Right. Because I remember several years ago paying eighty five dollars and and being just like, "Are you kidding me? I just spent eighty five dollars on a ski ticket." And now we get to the point where we pay like a hundred whatever, and you can look at the number of ski the the number of trails you've skied and you're like holy shit this was like a 25 dollars ski fuck ski i didn't even bit. think about it like that damn you yeah, adam sorry i mean it's not, <laughs> it's not that bad it's i mean i no, but you're right like the the when we went skiing whatever 10 days ago uh two weeks ago uh we paid a hundred dollars yep. for a ticket and if you got 10 runs in ten dollars ten dollars a run and and fun like i love it but like ten dollars a run are you fucking that. kidding me so <laughs> what what do you say I said Chipotle could provide you the same thing. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> it's know. Just if that's a true. dumb shit joke. So, uh, but the question that we were kind of floating back and forth was, how much does it actually cost to yeah. to run a ski resort? I, I got to do a live Google. Okay. Offering this because so, we never looked it up. And, and well, just to kind of talk about this, we were thinking like, yeah, you have to pay for energy, you have to pay for the upkeep of the mountain, and we're talking like grooming, snow guns, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
but real and and staff of course but then you've got like the hotels and you've got the the cafeterias which are already high priced but those and those are already self-sufficient right so i'm assuming that those are kind of a write-off right and then you also find that a lot of these resorts don't actually own the mountain they're kind of renting the space from like either the you know the green mountain national forest or right. whatever so it's a lot of like Really what it comes down to is, is you're paying to ride that chairlift up and then have groomed slopes to come down on. Yes. And so, how much does that cost? And is that really worth $100 a day for you plus the thousands of other people that are on that mountain at the same time? And are they making money? Oh, yeah. They're making money. Are like they? Hand over fist. They because have to be. There are there are some seasons where they're, the, show, the snow is shit and they're like, well... We're like you know yeah but they knows. don't they don't close down after that year it's not like they're no. so finely they're, operating in the black versus red definitely been mountains that have closed down yeah but but the the standard mountains that you've heard about growing up you know since the the 70s and 80s are all right. still around today and i guess they've all been consolidated you know being bought up by either you know the vale resort group or right. there's, or pr- there's probably or whatever yeah there's probably three or four major ski groups you know, conglomerates but I what's guess. funny is like growing up for me you'd always hear about the american skiing company which owned like killington and yeah, mammoth yeah, yeah. and atatash and sugarbush like they owned everything and they don't even exist anymore like they were they liquidated all their their properties and just were bought by other things so it's yeah. like holy cow like if this giant behemoth can't make money like how can just one individual mountain right so a couple things uh one was that steamboat out in colorado where we've skied before um they are replacing their gondola so that gondola is 30 years old which i didn't realize and i thought to myself I was like why the hell are they replacing that gondola it's it's great. What's wrong with it? Yeah. But apparently they need a new one. But why? I, it, it's way past its lifespan. The oh, okay. maintenance so on it is too thing. expensive. Yeah. So they just okay. said, we're, we're getting a new one. A new one is going to cost $15 million. But dude, they've got to make that money. Exactly. So you think, wait a second, a new gondola only, only costing $15 right. million. So when you think about that first, you're like, okay, that's... That's actually not that much when you consider, uh, I think a ski ticket there is a, if you buy at, at the window, which I, not many customers do. do. Yeah, don't it's do like a hundred, excuse me, $128 a day. Oh, fuck. Most, I'd, I'd probably say at a place like Steamboat, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say like 40%, 50% of the skiers are season pass holders. And that's, Ooh, that seems high. You think that's high? 40%? 30%? 25%? Uh, maybe 25%. Okay, so 25% are still season what? pass holders, yeah. and that's like three grand, 3500 <laughs> I remember it was like $300. Yeah, but that was, a, that was like a college deal. I don't care. I still remember it, and <laughs> yeah. I still wish I still Because I price. got that same college deal, and it was, yeah. <laughs> it was legit. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I uh, just read, it can cost between 7 and $11 million to pay for a, a quad chairlift. Okay. Uh, so a little bit less than a gondola, obviously, and that can run any. It can run up to a million dollars annually just to operate. So that's okay. Maintenance and electricity right. and probably staffing and but whatnot. even on. But then on top of that, how many people? And maybe you're about to answer this. Sorry, but like you've got so many people paying so much money. Like you're right. telling me they're not making. I don't know if they're making a million dollars a day, but they're probably making. 
$100,000 a day. So it, there was this article also just said um, that... That actually seems high. Sorry, now Vail, that I think about it, that seems high. In 2002, uh, this is a, a, an article from uh, the Reno Gazette Journal. Very reputable source. Ooh, the Reno Gazette Journal. The. Of course. Um, in 2002, Vail Resorts spent about $100 million to purchase Heavenly Mountain Resort in South Lake Tahoe. From the American Skiing Company, I think. Was it? I think so. Okay. The price was six times Heavenly's EBITDA, earnings before interest taxes. EBITDA. 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 We call it EBITDA. It's okay. fine. Okay, well, you're not Earnings fine. before EBITDA. You're not in finance. I'm not. <laughs> Neither truly, am I. I'm not. Fucking. I got that drilled into my head. Drones and granola. Or whatever, EBITDA. <laughs> uh, of about $16 million, according to Vale's analysis of the deal at the time. Okay. So six times, yeah, sixteen million earnings before blah blah blah. Right, right, right. Uh, so that's one mountain, a mountain we've never heard of. Uh, uh, I've heard of Heavenly. I haven't. It, uh, it has twenty nine lifts, seven dining facilities, and fifteen year round seasonal gift shops. Ooh! Wow! T shirts and hats. Wow! Um, wow is that your owen wilson wow. yeah oh, wow 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 have you ever wow. seen that youtube compilation <laughs> where he just goes wow yeah <laughs> it's wow. one of the best things wow. we'll put that on our channel wow. um, yeah so our youtube channel won't actually just be clips of us talking or jumping into waters it'll just be shit that we like wow um including our website that we have to get up and running do you think this is totally off, off uh, topic what's the best impress Im- impersonation you can do right now can you do a good impersonation? You can do Peter Griffin pretty good. I know that. Only a couple lines, though. Um, but do you have like your go-to? No, I used to, but I've just I've gotten kind of rusty. Wow, I've been pretty been pretty lame recently. That's I'll bad. think of one. I'll come to I'll come right. to the next episode with one. Okay, I'll um, open with it. So, <laughs> good. So I yeah, would, you you have to be in most of these major resorts. You have to be making a shitload of money. But are but you are. Right and but reminder, your season is basically November to April. If you're yeah, lucky. but a lot of mountains have have been able to cross over into like, summer activities, like mountain biking. And, mountain biking. Yeah. There's been um, those uh, those like mountain coaster mm-hmm. activities that they do at the base. A lot of the mountains put up like fun activities for kids to do with you know big major trampolines, or they host concerts or something. So here's uh, a question: at the bars or whatever, you you've You've got a five billion. You're making five billion dollars. You've got five billion dollars, right? Do you make your own ski resort? Wait, I'm personally earning not not five billion dollars a year. That would be. I'm worth five billion. Yeah, let's say you're worth five billion. Uh, no, that's probably not where I would direct my money. <laughs> I would hope so because that would be stupid. But like, so when we were at Okimo, I've always thought about this since I was a kid. Um, when you get up to Okimo and you get up to Killington and, and I think even like Mount Snow, you can see there's a mountain called the Scutney. Okay. A Scutney is right off of 91. Uh-huh. Um, it is a, what they call a Monadnock, which is a weird, it's a weird term. Monadnock, spell Monadnock. that. M-O-N-A-D-N-O-C-K. It's a Native American. Yeah. And what it basically term. means is it's like a mountain that is higher than the other mountains around it. So it kind of, it's like this prominent peak, right? Hot. Okay. Monadnock. It's weird. But uh, not the highest mountain in like the state. It's no, just like the surrounding territory. So it's very... That's it's, interesting. That's cool. It's a prominent peak, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Ascutney is a very steep mountain. There was actually a resort built on it a couple of years ago, or a couple of years ago, 
like 30 years ago, it never succeeded because it was very small. Yeah. It's a big mountain. It's steep. And I was like, that would be the perfect mountain in Vermont to build a resort on. Because... Resort or the small angle? No. Like, giant resort. It's right off 91. Because, yeah. you know, like, even last weekend when we drove up to Kiva, You're still 40 minutes off the highway. Right. This is like, you're there and you're skiing, like, within 5 to 10 minutes of getting off the highway. Okay. So, that's the appeal of the resort Well, that's part. the appeal like, of the That's the money-making yes. aspect. Right. It's it's high. I mean, it, you know, it's probably 3,500 feet, which is not high in Colorado standards, but for... But for Vermont, East Coast, it's good. Right. It's steep and... I I I've always thought, wow, someone should build like a huge resort there. Well, get five billion, and <laughs> maybe you've got yeah. Your, that's the thing. Your your dream. Well, that's the other thing too. Is that like I know I've talked to you about this, but like Revelstoke in Canada, is, yeah, yeah, they yeah, have, yeah. I, and I keep looking at these like master plans that they, they just have keep for building it. that shit. Right, right now it's not a huge mountain, but the the plans are the crazy. The plans are amazing. Yeah, the problem with Revelstoke, but is that like fire festival? It, probably yes. <laughs> Honestly, it probably it's it's probably exactly a fire festival. Uh, but re- with Revelstoke, it's they've got a very small airport right at the base of the mountain, which is great. Yeah. But it's probably not great for like your mom and pops to come up and go ski for a day. Right. Right. So if you've got your private jet, you can fly it and you know take your citation to the to the bottom of the mountain. Awesome. Right. But like I love not really it. like family commercial friendly. Right. Exactly. So like, is it in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, it's like basically it's almost like sandwiched between Calgary and Vancouver. So if you go to fly to Vancouver, you're going to Whistler, you're going to Black yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's probably four hours from Vancouver. Maybe Shit. it's like three so hours are they, from Cal- Calgary. Are they really angling to have this be like a sort of Playboys kind of ski resort? I don't, I, I don't know. They're angling it to be like the hardcore ski resort right now with like They've got hell skiing. Like when you go, when you see those videos of people hell skiing yeah. in British Columbia, they're it's going to there. like Revelstoke, um, and they're trying to make it the biggest resort uh, in North America, I believe. Um, which so they have to commercialize it. So they have to they make have a bigger to. airport. They have to get right. families going there and and bigger groups. Yes. So like Lindsay and I, we're not there yet. We're not even close to there yet. But you've you looked at properties. Well, we haven't. <laughs> she hasn't you looked have. at property. I looked at property. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, it would be really cool to like kind of get a cool property, much like your family did at Steamboat, you know, back in the day where you get this property and then the resort kind of grows around. You. Right. So right, you kind right, of right. like, you kind of. You bought in way early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and seeing the grand plans for this, this mountain, they're amazing. Yeah. Like they've definitely like figured it out. It's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. But it's such a fucking gamble because there's so many things that go wrong. Yeah. Uh, what I like about it is that it's very far north, so you're gonna get that extra like season, right? You're gonna get like a little more snow. You get more snow. You get more consistent conditions. Yes. Um, and it's probably the first resort ski resort planned in like the 21st century that isn't like, well. That, I'm sorry. Let me back up. It's probably the first ski resort that's planned in the 21st century, right? Like everything yeah. else is kind of like going off of what was built before and kind of right. expanding here and there, but not to the extent that like it's a new resort. Ground, like ground level. For most of, yes, it's it's basically. But that stuff, it's cool because that stuff still has to happen. You know, it did happen back in the 60s, 50s, right. 60s, 70s, even into the 80s. But at that point, most of the land was was bought up, at least yeah. in the United States. But, like, can you name another time that a ski resort has been built in the United States that hasn't, I don't know. wasn't in the 50s or 60s? I'm not educated on that. 
that whole history. <laughs> so no, but I, I, I mean, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, no, I, you're right. Uh, I'm wondering, <sighs> going back to your your Vermont mountain, you know, like Mad River Glen is yeah. is it's still only skiers, right? Still only skiers, and it's small, but it's it's not that small. Have you skied Mad, Mad River? I haven't. It's it's small in that it's like it's not well taken care of in terms of like they don't have like they don't have a gondola bringing you to the top. You yeah. still got like a single seater yeah. going to the top of the summit, which is awesome though. Like that's the way it should right. be. And so, but that caters to that certain like yeah. Aesthetic. The masses shouldn't have access to the good skiing. Like <laughs> drop them off at mid mountain. The fuck out of here. Sure. <laughs> um, it's they don't groom. I mean, it's it's a hardcore mountain. It's awesome. Yeah. Like I highly recommend it. if you ski, you should definitely ski it at least once. I can't believe you and I haven't gone up there and done it. Because let's do it. So let's cool. go for a weekend Done. or even a day. Um, so what, what if you made what if you made a similar place like that? Even though it is right off of ninety one, when you have five billion dollars. <laughs> well, that's a big contingency, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I would love to. Like because, but that's the thing. Mad River is not right off 91. Mad River is yeah. not exactly easy to get to. It's, it's very close to Sugarbush. But that's the whole point. Yeah, Sugarbush is right. way the hell up there. That's like, where we used to go growing up. I didn't realize how far that was. It's far, man. Other than going to Colorado, we'd go to Sugarbush. And I was like, yeah. Mom, Dad, why did you choose either a plane flight or a five-hour <laughs> drive to the Canadian border? Well, I don't know if Sugarbush <laughs> is to the Canadian border, but it's, it's definitely... Basically, it's basically... Like, I think it's 30 miles from the Canadian border. Really? 30, 40, maybe. Jesus. It's up there, yeah. It's it's very far. And I mean, I, I've actually had very good experiences at Sugarbush. Oh, it's great, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so Meadow River is like right around the corner from Sugarbush. Um, but it's, so it's not easy to get to. And that's gotcha, the problem yeah. with this, this Scotty place that I'm talking about is that if you did open a, a big resort there... It's got to be... You're going to get every fucking mass hole, every Connecticut douchebag that can just get up 91 and ski it. Like, it's going to be a place for douchebags. <laughs> Which is exactly why you need to build it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and so what's mountain funny... Mountain for douchebags built by Adam Drake. Well, what's interesting, and I, I don't know why I've like gone so far deep in this, and I probably shouldn't have, but if you look at all of like the Vermont mountains, they all face east. Really? Except for Bromley. Bromley faces south. But think about it. Like okay. that has to be for a reason. Right. And I think it's like a sun kind of thing and um, you know, just how it, it has to be conditions thing. I'm 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 absolutely positive it is. A scutney faces west. Or at least the, the side that I've seen faces so west. So maybe that's why it failed? Because the conditions be. were shit. Could be. I mean it honestly could be. Because you're basically like you're not really getting the sun until late day. Yeah. Right. So you're probably getting a lot of ice and they're probably just getting soft snow at like two to four. Yeah, but I I hate the conditions at the end of the day though. Like the conditions in the morning are always what you prefer, right? Or maybe you want a little bit of sun. So you're getting what you're saying. It's a little too slushy. In the afternoon, it's all skied over. It's heavy snow in yeah. in Vermont. Yeah, it's it's just it's just borderline too warm, and then the sun makes it worse. And that's when everybody else is out skiing. Fair. I'd rather the conditions be great in the morning. Yeah. Uh, What's um shit though? You're right. the The whole side of the mountain in Steamboat that's that's called Morningside faces east because it gets the sun first thing in the morning. Yeah. Damn it! I'm not I'm not a scientist. I've just paid attention. Pretty sure there's a reason <laughs> yeah. why they all do this. But but that's a, that's actually a really interesting point because the bulk of Steamboat faces west. Yes, and then there's that one side that is great to start on in the morning. But side. but every Vermont mountain faces east. Huh. Uh, Sugarbush, Stowe, Killington, Okemo, Stratton, Mount Snow. I mean, I like Bromley faces south, but 
I, but who JP the hell goes to Bromley? Like, what's Bromley? Families. I've never been to Bromley. Yeah. No, I know. It is a, it's a family mountain. I've heard of it, but I think I, you're probably right. I went as a kid. But everything faces faces east. So Scotty. The economics of owning a ski house. Like, how the hell do you get there? I understand if you have more money than you know what to do with. Totally. Whatever. Like, Jeff Bezos can do whatever the fuck he wants with anything in the entire world. Right. Um, but... I guess even in this area, like if you're making a lot of money and you want to have a, you can afford to have a second place. I I just don't, I can't comprehend buying a ski house. So let me, let me put this past you because we stayed in a condo, uh, not on the mountain, but very close to the mountain. 10 minutes Uh, away. Yeah. At at Okimo. And there was another property for sale for $250,000. Yeah. Now, that's more expensive than the average price of a home in the United States. Absolutely. <laughs> but imagine you split that with three people. It's a four bedroom apart or four bedroom condo condo. Yeah, but you use it twice a year. Do you? Probably. If or you have- or you would be finding an excuse to go up there more. Right. Which I think I would. I think you I would, would be but like if you're not doing it already, you're not doing it now because of because it's too expensive. You're not doing it right now because you just don't have the time or the drive or the passion. This is true. So maybe if you had the that drive and passion and you were up there renting a house every single weekend, then the economics might start to make sense. But I just like for some people in our in our circle who are like I actually there's like nobody that's talking about a ski house up there. But I just I'm glad I guess I'm not in one of those circles that's like, you know, we're thinking about a ski house up in so Vermont. So really, you wouldn't, just like, if, you, if you had the means. No. If there were a second home ever in my life, it would not be a ski house. So what would it be? Well, it depends on where my first house is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's say that your first house is in New Canaan, Connecticut. It's, it'll never be. Okay. Well, let's say it's in. Let's say it's in, let's say it's in like sort of a, a more wooded area. Like Westport? Sure, Westport, or, or, Fairfield, or Easton, Reading, Reading, yeah, <laughs> that dream house, Norwalk, whatever it is. Yeah, probably the next one would be uh, one of two things, like a Colorado ranch property. Oh, oh, or shit. A, okay, like a little beach bungalow thing. That's cool. But again, even that's like, what's the point of having a Colorado ranch property? Because just another house and property. I think no matter what property you get it's you're going to have that conversation like what's yeah, the point what's of this the point of it? what's the point of that yeah. um like i remember growing up my parents we'd always go down to the outer banks and this was actually before like the outer banks kind of blew up my dad was always like debating whether he should just buy a house because we'd go there every summer yeah uh he was very interested in like rental properties and and making money off of it and that's true you could buy something and make a shitload off renting it hopefully in theory so so kind of like so my my in-laws <clears throat> have a place in on the Delaware and Dewey Beach in Delaware mm-hmm. or not Dewey Beach Bethany Beach sorry and Bethany, yeah. he and my father was like yeah I don't it doesn't cost me anything to have this place like it pays for itself does he rent it he rents it all summer long oh. except for like two weeks over like the end of that he takes it yeah and he's like I get a two-week vacation for free uh it pays for itself and I mean every Five years, I have to buy a new television. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that's... Okay, fair. He, I know you look at it that like, way. It like, does not cost him money. And I think that's like a very... It's a very unique situation. But Yeah, I think you can't just like speculate buy 
and assume that that's going to happen in every no. single property. Definitely you should buy the place right. that you want to like vacation in and, yeah. and have yeah. for yourself. But having that kind of benefit of renting it out and paying for itself is a very nice benefit. So I don't know. I'm saying, I'm, like, let's 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 go buy a. Vacation. I can't even afford one fucking house right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're so, telling me, man. I can't afford still, my house. <laughs> still trying to work on the the first one, let alone. Two, yeah. three, four, or five. Uh, it'd be extremely fortunate if I could ever afford a second property. It'd be amazing. Uh, so, I'll work on the first house first. Please do. Um, but yeah, the the skiing was it was good. Uh, you asked me, do you want to go again later this season? Yeah. And I, I was, I like pretty definitively said no. I don't, I don't feel like I need need to go, but I, I do, I do want to go again. Yeah, uh, that's good. I didn't get a I didn't get a fill in for that one day, and I think because we we're like running all over the mountain and trying to do a bunch of stuff, we didn't get a whole lot of quality skiing in. Yeah, it's a little tough, especially when like because we had my kid there, and it was you know she was yeah. being taken care of, and it was but it was fun to get her out in the mountain. I'll, totally, that was amazing. Not the mountain; <laughs> it was like where you put your skis. And I wasn't gonna put her on a black diamond. There was an there was an incline that she skied down, but she had a blast. She uh, still talks about it. Really? Yeah, I'm like, you know, that's cool. Ski? Like yeah. asterisk, you would yeah. ski, but you had plastic skis that hooked onto your snow boots. Uh, well, but next year, like three years old, is when yeah. every ski place kind of kicks in there. That's like, when I started. Yeah, I think that's when I started. My parents it. flew me to Colorado and oh, taught like, me to yeah, ski. Yeah, but you're privileged. You grew up in White Village. <laughs> they inherited it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, but the, yeah, so next year it's going to be the year that we. Like, you got to start it. Yeah, I mean, this is like I could take her in her backyard today and just. So my wife needs to join in that ski school, though. I would see. That's the thing. That's the bummer, man. Is that like, I <laughs> like I really want to like ski with Gracie, and like I love those days where we're like in the woods, we're going down double blacks all day. But I also love and you. Got, but you also have your wife behind you most of those times. Like when we went out to Colorado a no, few totally. years ago, and it was me, you, and your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got you got had a ton of fun skiing together. Totally. But I would also have a ton of fun if, like, we were just like cruising on like blues with Gracie, yeah, or yeah. cruising I, green circles with Gracie. Yeah, I agree. And like, I, I gotta work on it because it's it's like such a thing that I love. Like, I want to kind of share that with other people, and I want yeah. people to enjoy it, and not like I don't need to go out there and fly down a black dot or double black. I mean, I, I like it, but, I don't but you don't have to. You're right. I don't have to. You're yeah. absolutely right. And uh, it's gotta be hard picking it up as an adult. I, it's totally like imagine if we were to try and pick up snowboarding. That's the exact same thing that she's dealing with. Yeah. So we'll I'll try. To, we're we're gonna try and go once, hopefully once more this season. Uh, and she's gonna ski for her to ski. Yeah. So cool. like get her the gear. Yeah. I will do my best to teach her, um, and then next year do ski lessons. It's awesome. While I actually get skiing in. <laughs> See, that's the other thing, right? Like you pawn them off like even with my kid i'm like oh sweet i can like send her off yeah. to ski lessons i can ski for half a day then pick her up and like do whatever she needs to do and like yeah. just kind of ski with her like i still get a half a day of like awesome skiing yeah that's true that's true all right we'll see <laughs> um so what else you got i got nothing man dude the strain of hands is good i mean we had you and i split basically a bottle of red wine uh-huh and, and we i had, was feeling fine until we started drinking strain of hands and now like hey, we had probably a third <laughs> of the bottle of strain of hands i poured a lot yeah. i had a heavy pour it's good hand. uh well i'm not gonna leave right after this i'm gonna hang out for a second <laughs> <laughs> finish drinking this. that's good that's good you should um 
Uh, we're hoping in the next couple episodes to have a guest or two. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll square that away. Uh, and we will get my video up of swimming in the shithole sound. <laughs> and at some point, I do think that our wives need to take over this podcast for it. For yeah, they do. Because they're great friends, and they probably have a lot more to talk about than we do. The the banter could be <laughs> quite epic and could be a lot of fun. Or absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of editing. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I get final edit, right? I get final yeah, you get, you get final say. You can, you can have final say. Um, so. Yeah, man. So uh, thanks for coming out. Sorry I was sick last week. And, it's all right. Uh, it happens. Yeah. We'll, Note to self, don't have kids. Don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. And you will never be sick You again. won't get sick. Yeah. All right, buddy. Later, man. See ya. Bye.